you for joining the ladies of Her Portion Podcast. Come, pull up a seat at the table, because you are welcome here. Grab your Bible and a pen, and let's dig into God's Word together. Take a moment and pray that God would open your heart to Him as you listen. So without further ado, let's get right into today's portion. Hey y'all, it's Courtney from over at Running Redeemed. Today, I get to talk about one of my most favorite topics, personal devotions. Now, Crystal, Hannah, and Jackie did a great job covering this topic. I'm just bringing up the rear here um, for our last episode of this month. But, you know, years ago, before I started my Instagram page, personal devotions really changed my life. If you know my background, you know that I didn't grow up in a Christian home. So all this Christian stuff was new to me when I got saved. I didn't really have anybody that was just teaching me or showing me what I needed to be doing. So it wasn't until we started at our church six years after I got saved that I started to really grow in my Christian life. And one of the biggest life-changing decisions that I've made since, you know, salvation, baptism, and church membership was developing my own personal Bible habit. Personal devotions, you know, they don't have to be this big ordeal with all the books and all the highlighters and all the pens and the commentaries and all the things. All you need is some quiet time and your Bible. You remember the story of Mary and Martha in Luke chapter 10? Martha's busy serving and Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. Which one did Jesus say was doing the needful thing? Look, I know just as well as anyone that God wants us to serve. But if you're so busy serving that you don't spend time with God, you'll soon find that your work is getting harder than it used to be and that you don't have that joy that you once had. So don't skimp on the little things, you know. So I'm sure you can quote Joshua 1.8, but I'm going to read it and give you a little emphasis on a few words. Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, that's what I want you to look at, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Only after you meditate in God's word and observe to do according to all that's written in it, then you can make your way prosperous and you can have good success. Did you catch that? It's dependent on you. So what I want to ask you today, what I want to get you thinking about is what is your attitude towards the word of God? You know, everything in life is a choice. We make choices every single day. So I looked it up on Google, and Google told me that adults make about 35,000 remotely conscious decisions each day. So just think, if you spend seven hours sleeping, that means with those remaining 17 hours in your day, you make 2,000 choices per hour, or one decision every two seconds. Wow. We make a lot of decisions, y'all. So this is just another decision. Personal devotions is another choice that you have to make for yourself. Peter says in 1 Peter 2, 2, As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. That word desire there means to intensely crave. Think about your own personal devotion life. Does the word desire describe it or would you reserve that word for something else? Psalm 63, 1 says, O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul 
thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Whatever you fill yourself up with, that's what you're going to get used to eating. So if you're filling yourself up with these worldly pleasures, you're going to get used to eating that and that's what you're going to crave. If you fill yourself up with the word of God, you're going to get accustomed to having it daily and you're going to long for it. Confession time. I don't like water. (laughs) I never have, y'all. It's never been a beverage that I reach for when there are options. (laughs) But when I decide that I want to do better with my eating or my drinking habits and I start making myself drink water because I literally have to make myself drink it, I do not like it at all. Kind of makes me feel sick. I know. Anyway, when I start making myself drink it, I get used to it. And then the craziest thing happens. My body starts craving it. This thing that I really, 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 really don't like. My body starts to crave it. And it's the same thing with our Bible reading. You know, before I made it my daily habit, my body didn't crave it. I didn't know what I was missing, but once I got into the habit of reading and studying my Bible every day, my body craves it and I want to do it and I enjoy doing it. If you'll look down in 1 Peter chapter 2, a few verses to verse 11, Peter is begging Christians not to give in to the lust of the flesh. He knows that our desire needs to be towards the things of God And our flesh fights that. So when we start feeding our flesh the unhealthy desires of the world, that's what it gets used to eating. So Peter says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you, I beg you, as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. Do not be fooled, y'all. There is a war raging. If you're saved, the devil still wants to make you useless to the kingdom of God. If he can get you craving anything else, he will. If he can get you used to going anywhere else besides church, he will. To be nourished and to grow in our Christian lives, we have to desire the right food. And for our spiritual lives, that food is the milk of the word. Now, if you read Psalm 119, it's all about God's word. It's such a good psalm. I encourage you to read that sometime soon. One of the words that you're going to refi- you're going to find that's repeated is the word desire. It's actually used nine times in the 176 verses of the psalm, but it really stood out to me when I was reading it the other day. I want to read you a few verses though. Verse 16 says, "I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word." Verse 24 says, Thy testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. Verse 47 says, And I will delight myself in thy commandments, which I have loved. Do you see those two times where it says, I will delight myself? It's up to us. It's our choice, y'all. We have to make the choice. That word delight means a high degree of pleasure. So is that how you're feeling towards the word of God right now at this moment? Down in verse 27, the writer says, Make me to understand the way of thy precepts, so shall I talk of thy wondrous works. He wants to understand God's word. He says, make me to understand. He's asking God to help them, to help him. Does that sound like your attitude? Again, in verse 30, he says, I have chosen the way of truth. Thy judgments have I laid before me. He has chosen God's ways, the way of truth, the way of the Bible, and he's doing something about it. It's more than just lip service for him. 
And then in the same Psalm in verse 33, he says, teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes and I will keep it unto the end. He wants to learn. He has a willingness to learn and is asking God to help him. Does that describe your attitude towards God's word? In verse 40, the writer says, Behold, I have longed after thy precepts. Quicken me in thy righteousness. He has that longing, but he doesn't stop there. That's the easy part. You know, wanting to do better. Yeah, I want to do better. I want to have personal devotions. But when your alarm clock goes off, you know, at seven o'clock in the morning and you're like, oh, I didn't sleep good last night. The kids came in here 97 times. (laughs) I woke up 197 times. I can't get up right now to do my devotions. Do you have the longing and are you doing something about it? Because it's easy to want to do better. Actually doing better is the hard part. So he says, you know, I have longed after thy precepts. And down in verse 45, he says, and I will walk at liberty for I seek thy precepts. So not only is he longing, he is seeking. He is actively in pursuit of God's word. And not only does he have that longing, and not only is he seeking, but down in verse 46, he says, I will speak of thy testimonies also before kings and will not be ashamed. That longing and that seeking, it brings about another action. He's putting his money where his mouth is. He's speaking the things that he is learning, and he is not ashamed to do it, not even among the kings. Does that sound like your attitude towards the word of God? Are you feeling that longing by seeking? And is that seeking and finding giving you boldness to speak thou the things which become sound doctrine like it says in Titus 2? What's your attitude towards God's word? Because it makes a difference. So if that's not you, if you don't find yourself craving God's word, if you don't have the right attitude towards the word of God, first you need to start praying about it. And maybe you need to make a change. Pray about having the desire and start making yourself do it. If you've never developed this habit of personal devotions or if you're out of of practice, I want to give you a few of my tips. So tip number one, you're not just going to have the time. You have to make the time. I realized as a busy mom that I was going to have to carve out time in my day to be able to have this quiet time that I needed. And the best time for me is early mornings before everybody else gets up. I have my cup of coffee. I meet in the dining room in my spot right at the end of the table with all of my supplies. Now, I don't recommend just getting it in whenever you can. I recommend setting an appointment and keeping it like you would any other appointment you make in your life. So if you find it hard to get into the habit of Bible reading, let me tell you what Miss Francie Taylor told us at a ladies conference one time. She said, if you find it hard to get your spiritual food in during the day, try not eating physical food until you've had your spiritual food. Now, a girl's got to eat, right? (laughs) So maybe that's the motivation you need. Miss Cindy Treber, a pastor's wife in California, she said that her dad taught them the three B's, Bible before breakfast. So maybe that's what you need to implement in your own life. Tip number two, I don't recommend just doing it anywhere. I recommend picking a spot. Like I said, my spot is the dining room table. I have my bookshelf in here. My Bible stays in here. All my pens, my highlighters, my sticky notes, even my printer. That way, everything that I need is in one place. I'm not wasting time trying to get it all together before I need to study or, you know, trying to find things that have been misplaced by children. It's all right here. You know, your spot may not be the table. It might be the bar or your favorite chair or your porch swing or even your bed. But wherever your spot is, have it ready so that all you have to do is come in and you can get right to work. 
Tip number three, you're not just going to know what to study or read. You need a plan. One thing that I realized after making my appointment was that I couldn't just walk in the dining room every morning and study whatever. I needed a plan to follow. And y'all, there are so many different plans available online. On my website alone, I have a 30-day Bible reading plan, a 90-day Bible reading plan, and a one-year Bible reading plan. You can find them all on my website at www.runningredeemed.com. So you basically already have a plan for every morning. You wake up, you grab your coffee, you get your Bible and your plan, and you read what it has for you that day. Now, another option is what's called a scripture writing plan. If you've never done one of those, you're in for a treat. I highly recommend them. I love doing them. And actually on my website, I have over 20 of them already laid out for you. So what I did is I take a topic and I pick 30 scriptures from the Bible that cover that specific topic. And every day that you come at your appointed time to have your devotions, you write that day's scripture. And the good thing about it is that you can just write the scripture and meditate on it all day, or you can write it and dig into it. And that's what I like to do. I have a notebook and I write that day's scripture out. And then I go through and I define the terms. And then I note, you know, if there's any other scripture that goes along with it, you can go in depth with it as you like. You can color code it. You can make it pretty. You can do whatever you want. You can spend five minutes or you can spend 30 minutes, whatever your time allows that day. And tip number four, you're not always going to feel like doing it. Do it anyway. Look, we are human. We are made of flesh. We do not have our perfect bodies yet. And some days you're going to have a million excuses on why you shouldn't or why you don't have the time or why something else has to take precedent over your daily devotion time. Go ahead and decide right now, today, that you're not going to accept any of those excuses. Now, if you're looking for somewhere to start, I encourage you to read through Psalm 119 a few times. It is so good. Pray that God will set your heart towards Him and His Word. That is a prayer that I know He's waiting to answer. Thank you for joining us today on Her Portion. We hope you leave with plenty to ponder from God's Word. We encourage you to use today's topic to start your own study in the Scriptures. Until next time.